This video is brought to you by Blessed Be God Boutique, maker of Catholic fashionable apparel, handmade accessories, and more. A few weeks ago, I presented to you one analysis of the re resignation of Benedict XVI as having been influenced essentially by the Fatima message, and that Benedict acted knowing he was setting off a chain of events that the church had been warned about by heaven in various apparitions, specifically in Fatima. In that video, I asked if people wanted a sort of synthesis of the hint at the Fatima message, the real third secret, as reported by Malachi Mart in various interviews and writings of his over the years. And the response was overwhelmingly yes. Now, I know that many of you are not exactly keen on Father Martin. I've done several videos on him, and I've read the comments on them. I know the objections and the accusations against his character. And here's the thing about all that. First, if you dig into the accusations against him, they're actually pretty flimsy, and they can always be traced back to a Jesuit or two. And given that Father Martin wrote a book called The Jesuits, which he said could easily have been called The Religious Orders, in which it was a tell-all about the subversion of the Jesuit order into what we know it as today, I generally take those with a grain of salt. Given that, I'm, also, I'm a little suspicious of accusations against his character. And secondly, because I've spoken with a few people who actually knew Father Martin in real life and the things said against him don't line up with the reality that they knew. The only people at the end of the day who know the truth in our time, nearly 25 years after Father Martin's passing, are our Lord, and that's it. And that's all I'm going to say on that. The other note worth getting into here is that Malachi Martin's best interviews are not with Art Bell. Those tend to get pretty weird, especially when other guests are brought onto the show and they all have to interact and play nice. I mean, you get some really weird conversations going on there. I much prefer the interviews that Father Martin gave to Bernard Jansen. They're available on YouTube, or you can buy them directly from Mr. Jansen's website, which I would prefer that you do personally. He has a good apostolate and should be supported. Anyway, Malachi Martin's claim was this, that he was a young Jesuit priest who had an incredible skill for languages, and as such was working with Cardinal Bea, who was one of the chief modernists of Vatican II. And uh, he was a very influential figure of the Roman Curia in the 1960s. Cardinal Bea and his glorified secretary, Father Malachi Martin, were present when the third secret of Fatima was read by Pope John XXIII. Martin said he would never reveal the secret explicitly, but I suspect that he actually did in pieces in various interviews over the years and in his books. What's more, I flat out do not believe that the secret that the Vatican released in 2000 was the real third secret. Malachi Martin always said that he would be free to reveal the secret if the Vatican ever released a false statement or if there was a collapse in the center was one way he described it. Then, less than a year after his actual death, the Vatican releases the third secret just out of the blue. They were well aware of him and keeping tabs on his activities, something which he himself attested to in interviews. But enough of that. A listener sent me a good summary of what Malachi Martin said in various places, and in a moment I'll get into the document they sent me, and I'll be reading a lot of it verbatim, though I will interject some of my commentary here and there. But I wanted to first bring something to your attention. One thing that most have missed about what Malachi Martin said about the third secret is this. The secret tells of an evil pope in the days before the great material side of the chastisement. In his 1992 interview with Bernard Jansen, the following discussion took place. Jansen, in our discussion earlier, you just touched on the subject of Satan's assault on the papacy. Perhaps we could have a brief discussion about that. Martin, what I think is fatally necessary for every Catholic to know, and that this is the fate of the papacy and the coming stress and danger that we shall be without the strength of the papacy. 
Bernard, is it ever possible that the cardinals at a future conclave could choose a heretical pope? Martin's response begins with a brief pause over the sensitive nature of the question. You know, they have chosen men in the past who had heretical ideas, two or three. They have never chosen yet an apostate, an apostate. An apostate has rebelled against the very fundamental of faith and rejected God and Christ. We have apostates now who are papabile, men who could be chosen to be pope. Yes, we could have an apostate. But in that day, then we are into something terrible. We're into something which Bernard is something that if you think on it, in full knowledge of the meaning of your terms, is nightmarish. It would test the faith of St. Catherine of Siena. It would test the faith of the greatest saint. It would try the patience of Job. It would be a black day, a day on which you can clothe every window in black and put out the lights and dress and sackcloth and ashes and pray that you are spared because your faith is going to be battered to pieces if that happens. Because then they, they have then the prize and everything else goes underground. We are indeed on our way to becoming what Paul VI in his misery called in 1978 an infinitesimally small part of humanity completely marginalized and pushed to the side and forgotten as a quaint group of people as interesting as Tibetan astrologers or on a modern campus. Six years after that, Father Martin, in an interview with Art Bell, built on this idea of the great apostasy in the church. Quoting from that interview, Martin, the prophecy of Fatima is not a pleasant document to read, not pleasant news. It implies it doesn't make any sense unless we accept that there will be or that there is in progress, a wholesale apostasy amongst clerics and laity in the Catholic Church, that the institutional organization of the Roman Catholic Church, that is, the organization of parishes, dioceses, archbishops, and bishops, and cardinals, and the Roman bureaucracies, and the chanceries throughout the world, unless that is totally disrupted and rendered null and void, the, then the third secret makes no sense. Number two, the other salient characteristic about it is that it means intense suffering for believers. End quote. Intense suffering for believers. It's a spiritual chastisement at the very least. Only six weeks later, Father Martin returned to the Art Bell program, and here's the exchange they had. Quote, Bell. All right, here we go. Just a couple of things. I want to quickly read one from a friend in Australia. A priest who said, I had a Jesuit priest tell me more of the third secret of Fatima years ago in Perth. He said, among other things, the last pope would be under control of Satan. Pope John fainted, thinking it might be him. We were interrupted before I could hear the rest. Any comment on that? To which Martin replies, Yes, um, it sounds as if they were reading or being told the text of the third secret. It sounds like it, but it's sufficiently vague to make one hesitate. It sounds like it. To which Art Bell responds, Father, is there any circumstance under which you can imagine that you would feel free to reveal the secret? Martin responds, Yes, yes, if there was a total collapse at the center. To which Art Bell says, And you anticipate that, don't you? Martin replies, I anticipate it as a possibility, Art. I cannot predict, but I can anticipate it as a possibility. Certainly, yes, I do. End quote. Elsewhere in 2016, long after Malachi Martin's passing, Father Paul Kramer posted on his own Facebook the following. Malachi personally confirmed to me in 1997 that the Pope who will lead the apostasy in the church will be a heretic and an anti-Pope, end quote. Does that sound familiar? 
It is against the backdrop that I believe that the hints that the contents of the third secret and the geopolitical nature of Malachi Martin's allegations about its content begin to make sense. I'm going to give you verbatim the document I was sent from a listener who painstakingly compiled the various things Martin said about the third secret, only changing a couple of things. And first is I'm going to interject some of my own commentary here and there. But the other thing is on YouTube, I can't risk saying the name of the country that is deeply associated with the Fatima message. That is, according to the mainstream narrative of these things, is the aggressor in the conflict the world is watching right now. That same country that Our Lady of Fatima said would spread her errors throughout the world. You know the country I'm talking about. I will be calling them the Great Bear of the East, which is a reference to a Catholic prophecy of old, and it, that's how they're referred to in that prophecy. With all that said, here's the, the documentation of Father Martin's various hints at the third secret of Fatima. In addition to what many commentators have said about Malachi Martin's discussions on the third secret, there seems to be one important element that is missed. Malachi Martin spoke frequently and wrote in his books about the Western vulnerabilities outlined in the Third Secret and quote-unquote strategically useful information that could be used to ensnare capitalist nations. In an interview on Radio Liberty with Dr. Stan Monteith, Father Malachi discussed Pope John Paul II's meeting with a select group of prelates in Fulda, Germany in 1980. And as an aside, I did a video on that some time ago. I'll try to put a link to that in today's show notes. In paraphrasing John Paul II's response to the questions about the Third Secret, Father Malachi said, quote, Supposing I was to tell you that there would be three days of darkness, and if I told you that one whole nation would be wiped out overnight, if I told you that one huge block of the American continent would be washed away, and if I told you of an earthquake and such and such, besides, there is one other factor. There are two elements in the letter, which if they got into the hands of America's enemies, would be strategically useful, end quote. In his books, Malachi Martin went into more details about the geopolitical message of Fatima. The following is a long passage from his book, The Keys of This Blood, which was released between his novels, Vatican and um, Windswept House. Quoting the book, Lucia's single-page written formulation of The Third Secret covers three main topics, a physical chastisement of the nations involving catastrophes, man-made or natural, on land, on water, and in the atmosphere of the globe, a spiritual chastisement far more frightening and distressing, especially for Roman Catholics, than a physical hardship, since it would consist of the disappearance of religious belief, a period of widespread unfaith in many countries, a central function of the Great Bear of the East, and the two preceding events. In fact, the physical and spiritual chastisements, according to Lucia's letter, are to be gridded on a fateful timetable in which that country is the ratchet. On John Paul II's 1980 meeting in Fulda, in The Keys of This Blood, Father Martin says the following. Why, one questioner asked, did John XXIII refuse to re obey the request of the Third Secret? John Paul's answer was pregnant with his own pre-1981 reading of the text. Given the seriousness of its, the Third Secret's contents, he explained, my predecessors in the Petrine office, being John XXIII, Paul VI, and John Paul I, diplomatically preferred to postpone publication of the text so as not to encourage the world powers of the hammer and sickle to make certain moves. This attitude toward the Third Secret and its demands for papal action was quite consistent with the original Wazinski-Waltlia time calculation, according to which they reckoned 
that a huge geopolitical change in the offing would run a gradual course of many years. John Paul's answer to the questioners at the 1980 Fulda meeting also threw light on why he had not undertaken any serious papal-directed and comprehensive effort to reverse the continual and rapid deterioration of his institutional organization. No, he said in response to one question, the church cannot be reformed at the present moment. Manifestly, John Paul had accepted the fate accompli that inevitably followed the decision of John XXIII, not to follow the dictates of the Third Secret. He accepted the fact that the church was now in the period of the Fatima, or since either had been refused by John XXIII. His words also point to a mortal danger facing the capitalist nations, about which Lucia is quite explicit in the text of the Third Secret. Understood in its depth and extent, John Paul's reference can be shocking, so as not to encourage the world power of the hammer and sickle to make certain moves. The Pope and the grizzled men who run in the Vatican are not quixotic idealists living in a dream world of superstition and irrational fantasies. In fact, their realism can be numbing. If they or he could come to such conclusions and make such a statement, it must be accurate and based on the objective fact. In that third secret, indeed, Lucia's words are so explicit and so verifiable, and therefore so authentic, that were the Leninist party state to know those words, they would in all probability decide to undertake certain territorial and militaristic moves against which the West could have few, if any, means of resisting, and the church would be plunged into further and deeper subjugation to the party state. Lucia's words underline a terrible vulnerability in the capitalist nations. This is the seriousness of Lucia's words. Capitalist West could be entrapped by the Eastern Bloc. In Vatican parlance, Lucia's words have a dire geopolitical meaning. They must not be treated as pious and devotional outpourings. Her words from the Fatima happening are primarily related to the fierce politics of nations. Ever since John XXIII opened and read those words, the Vatican has treated them gingerly. Fatima has become politicized. Father Martin would build on this later in his novel Windswept House. And here he has a scene where John XXIII opened and read the text of the Third Secret. And again, remember the claim here that he always made, that he was there when this was read, serving as an interpreter for some of the other cardinals who were present from Windswept House. Now the reading completed, the Pope quickly pinpointed the choice he preferred not to make alone. We must confide that since August of 1959, we have been in a delicate negotiation with the Eastern Bloc. Our aim is to have at least two prelates from their Orthodox Church attend our council. Pope John frequently referred to the coming Second Vatican Council as our council. What was he to do then? His Holiness asked this morning. Providence had willed that he be the Pope of 1960. And yet if he obeyed what Sister Lucia clearly described as the mandate of the Queen of Heaven, if he and his bishops declared publicly and officially and universally that that country was full of baneful errors, it would spell ruin for his initiative with that country. But even aside from that, aside from his fervent wish to have the Orthodox Church represented at the council, if the pontiff were to use the full authority of his papacy and his hierarchy to carry out the Virgin's mandate, it would be tantamount to branding that country and its current dictator, Nikita Khrushchev, as criminal. In their rage, wouldn't they retaliate? Would the Pope not be responsible for a fresh wave of persecutions, for the ugly ending of millions? throughout that country, its satellites and surrogates. To underscore his concern, His Holiness had one portion of the Fatima led, letter read out again. He saw understanding shock in some cases and all the faces around him. If everyone in this room had understood that key passage of the Third Secret so easily, 
he asked, would not the, that country be just as quick? Would they not take from it the strategic information that would give them an undoubted advantage over the free world? We might still hold our counsel, but there was no need for his holiness to finish his thought. Everything was clear now. Publication of the secret would set off repercussions everywhere. Friendly governments would be greatly disturbed. The adversary would be alienated on one hand and strategically aided on the other. The choice the good Pope had to make came down to bedrock geopolitics. You know, Father Martin also spoke frequently in interviews with Bernard Jansen and others as uh, the third secret outlining uh, chastisements and a sign in the sky that those of you who follow Garam Bendal, which I don't, I, I've read it once, but I a long time ago, but I don't generally talk about Garam Bendal because it's not approved. But here the Fatima message apparently is in sync with the message of Garam Bendal and a sign of the sky. The, in one of his interviews with Bernard Jansen, Bernard asked about the chastisements of the third secret. Father Malachi said there would be widespread hunger, widespread disease, and additionally, there would be spiritual and supernatural events that they would try to explain the scientific authorities of the world would try to explain a way that they'll explain it with anything they can other than as something that was caused by the hand of God. And now this is a verbatim quote from the text that my um, listener sent because I think they've worded it really well here. The most famous interview with Father Martin was his last interview with Art Bell shortly before his own passing. In that interview, Art Bell read a text that was claimed to be the third secret of Fatima and described global destruction and misery. After reading it, Art asked for Father Malachi's input, and he replied that it was not the text that he had read, but there were elements which did belong in the third secret. Art asked him if what was in the third secret was more horrible than what he had just read. Father Martin responded, Oh yes, Art, because what you have just read, essentially, it is the onslaught of natural powers. Sure, Satan is walking, etc., etc., like that amongst the patati patata, but essentially, it is as if nature revolted against the human race. That's essentially what through all these terrible catastrophes and chastisements. And that's not the essence of the third secret. Not that frightening. Art Bell then presses him and asks if telling the third secret would wake up the people, be the wake up the people need. And if he could tell the third secret, Father Martin responded, I wish I could because in human calculations, yes, this will shock. This will wake people up. This will fill the confessionals on a Saturday evening. This will fill up the cathedrals and the basilicas and the churches with worshipers kneeling down, striking their breasts. Maybe, maybe. Because at the back of it all, Art, there's this reigning Catholic truth that nothing like that can happen unless God gives the grace. And I have no authority to presume that he will give me the grace. Give the grace on the occasion of me doing anything like that. And then finally here, it's worth noting that in the novel Windswept House, you can actually see Malachi Martin's attitude towards John Paul II changing over the course of various books that he wrote in the novel Vatican. He was very pro John Paul II. He was a very big fan. And you see that still in Keys of This Blood. But then in the interviews happened. And you could tell his attitude was changing because he was expecting John Paul II to try to, to cleanse the church to some degree, to use his papal authority to get rid of the modernists. Well, by Windswept House, you get a different portrayal of John Paul II, one who is essentially a prisoner of events, one who is paralyzed against being able to act. And you don't know what the fate of that pope is, because it was his, his assertion that John Paul II would be the pope forced to abdicate so that a Bergoglio type could become the pope and put the church into the service of the world. Of course, that's not how it played out. but. 
still it was he uh, he only missed it by one it looks like but here's from the outlook of john paul ii from as portrayed by malachi martin in windswept house because this is related to this message quote he has to warn his contemporaries of his conviction that human catastrophe on a world scale, according to his information, is impending. He has to admit that he, like everybody else, is in the dark as to when it will occur, although he does know some of the horrific details of that worldwide catastrophe. He knows also that it will not come without prior warning, but that only those renewed in heart, and that would probably be a minority, will recognize it for what it is and make preparations for the tribulations that will follow. He is waiting rather for an event that will fission human history, splitting the immediate past from the oncoming future. It will be an event on public view in the skies, in the oceans, and on the continental landmasses of the planet. It will particularly involve our human sun, which every day lights up and shines on the valleys, the mountains, and the plains of this earth for our eyes. But on the day of this event, it will not appear merely as the master star of our so-called solar system. Rather, it will be seen as the circumambient glory of the woman whom the apostle describes as clothed with the sun and giving birth to a child who will rule the nations with a scepter of iron. Father Malachi often stated advice when asked about the third secret was keep your eyes on the skies. It does appear that the, according to him, that another miracle, the sun is coming, one that everyone everywhere will see at the same time as part of the third secret. So what does that all mean? A haphazard synthesis reads a little bit like this. In a time when an apostate antipope is parading around as the vicar of Christ in the worst spiritual chastisement in human history, geopolitical events will lead the Great Bear of the East to unleash its fury on the Western countries of the world, complete with a sign in the sky, perhaps that warning from Garabendal of knowing where you stand with God. This chastisement, the physical side of the chastisement, will lead to nations disappearing, portions of North America washing away, and a three days of darkness. I don't know what else to tell you besides that. If that doesn't sound at least a little bit like the time we're living in, as if we're maybe entering into that, then I don't know what does. But this could all be nothing. Again, this is just pieced together from the things that he said publicly about the third secret, some of which I had confirmed by people I talked to sometimes who knew Father Martin personally. It's one of the perks of having success here on YouTube is that I get access to conversations with some fascinating people. That having been said, I'm curious what you thought of all this, so let me know in the comments, please. I do plan in the not-distant future to do another synthesis project that will test the theory. I've been hinting at this one for two years at least. I intend to put into one place all of the message of Our Lady that we have that are approved by the Church. So not Garen Bendal, certainly not Medjugorje and these others. But these are ones predicting a coming chastisement, and I'm going to attempt to put them into one single message. Let me know if that is something of interest to you, and like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help, as does sharing these messages on social media. That helps a lot as well. So always pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.